You're listening to DraftKings Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to another episode of Mystery Crate. My name is Chris Whittingham. I'm here with Jessica Smetana, Roy Bellamy, and Chris Cody. And we are here to bring you another few bits of content that we feel really good about this week. First off, Dan has an interview with an NFL draft expert who got all 32 picks correct, including (laughs) trades. It was absolutely remarkable. What a story. And it's coming to you in just a bit. Also, Chris and Billy had the chance to sit down with, I believe, the president of the American Cornhole League, Chris? Hard-hitting. Hard-hitting this interview. Hard-hitting. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Cornhole, it's right up my alley. Billy whips out a corn bowl, a cornhole board, and try. It, it was. It's a shit show, but it was fun. <laughs> mm. So it's one of those uh, visual gags that no one that, that Billy prepped no one for, and, and 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 just just kind of ran with it. That's right. Yesterday, someone tweeted at me that they wished we would stop covering niche sports such as hockey, Formula One, boxing, and soccer. So I hope that that person is listening to the American Cornhole Association president. This week on Mystery Crate. I hope that person can kiss my ass. <laughs> fastest, gro- <laughs> fastest growing sport in the world this is, folks. I feel like Normal. all of us, in just that tweet alone, I guess, Chris, I, I, what, what is your niche sport of choice? Is beer pong a sport? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, it should be. Yeah. Professional league, yes. I don't know. That's a good question. What is my niche sport? Because in, in that tweet, Jessica, representing Formula One, Roy representing hockey, myself representing soccer. I guess no one on this Zoom really represents boxing as such. Baseball. Baseball is my niche sport. I, I mean, <laughs> but, but that's the thing, though, Chris, is like it used to be the mainstream sports you talked about on like big sports programming that baseball was in and, in and amongst basketball and football. Is it still? Hmm. I think it is. For me, it will be. But the, the common folk, like Jessica might feel differently. She's younger. Well... I think if we didn't have Billy on the Levitard show, our baseball conversations would reduce by at least 85%. Is that well, accurate? I will say, though, in fairness uh, to Dan Levitard, the host of the program, Dan is a massive baseball fan. I don't think it's – it's kind of like a subtext mm-hmm. within the show, but it's something that I've noticed. Like, he'll just randomly pull out observations from games that were probably just on MLB Network that we used on while, while channel surfing. He started covering the Florida Marlins on a kind of professional basis. Dan's like a low-key huge baseball fan. See, I'm, I couldn't be more into baseball, but I've checked out when you guys just started talking about baseball. There's just something <laughs> about baseball that – I love it, but it's just like – it's just – Chris, know, give me like a, a give me like a fire take on Tony Larusa right now. Uh, Tony. <laughs> I mean this, this guy, this freaking guy, this guy. I mean, please. <laughs> That's the take. This guy. <laughs> yeah, guy. I mean, uh, preserving the unwritten rules of baseball against his own team. Who who, who could have seen coming that that was not going to go well? The Tony Larusa experience in Chicago, yeah, um, like the youngest team in baseball with like the oldest manager. So speaking of niche sports, uh, Roy. 
Chris, and myself have all been to at least one Florida Panthers playoff game this week. And, well, at time of recording, it is 2-0 in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, for f- <laughs> you can say you can say fuck's sake, Roy. This is mystery crate. I don't feel like it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm so angry. I don't feel like actually saying fuck. <laughs> At time of recording, it is two nil in favor of the oh Tampa Bay Lightning, and we've been so. Chris, can I just let me just say something? Okay, am I allowed to say that I thoroughly enjoyed being at a packed? arena like i just feel dirty i feel dirty saying that witty am i allowed to say it because it felt amazing yes you are chris cody don't feel shame don't feel like well you know because florida and florida has been the most wide open state and you know in the middle of pandemic south beach is crazy Uh, that's exactly what i wanted to talk about we can you know the hockey has been addressed on the levitard show proper but i want to talk about the feeling of being in and around people. Now, I believe everyone on this Zoom is fully vaccinated. In and around people, Whittingham. Yeah. In? In people? In? Well, you know, in when you're in a crowd. People. I should have said a crowd rather than in people. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I did, like, feel such a sense of freedom after the CDC thing came out. I, like, went to a bar that night. And I hadn't been. I was like, you know what? Now that I can, I'm going to go. I went to the hockey game. There's 9,000 people, they say, in an arena. Way more you know, than 9,000 like Very people. close to each other. Many people are not wearing masks. And you know what? I felt totally fine. Chris, did you feel guilt? Dude, I got to do the, like, they, they were down 2-0. There you go, Witty. Hey. And they got a goal in the second period. And there was high fives everywhere. I was high-fiving strangers. I went and sanitized after, but it was great in the moment. <laughs> Roy, now, in the press box, I presume there is still some distancing measures. But I did see a photograph that was put up of you and a couple of your uh, your favorite uh, Panthers colleagues, notably George Richards and David Dwork, um, and you were not wearing masks in that picture. What is your feeling now uh, in the aftermath of the CD? guidance that you don't have to wear masks indoors you don't have to social distance if you are fully vaccinated to clarify we took off our masks for the picture then mm-hmm. we Clarifying immediately it. put it back on <laughs> so i mean it was a full press box uh during the regular season they had glass between people and it was a bit further out but they had to actually uh it was a full press box so there was more people there during game one and game two so they took down the glass and it was a little bit closer together, but I felt perfectly fine personally uh, because I'm fully vaccinated and most of the, I would probably have to say everybody in there were fully uh, vaccinated. So I felt all right. Now, Jessica, for the moment, Jessica, for the moment, you're in New York and I imagine New Yorkers probably have a completely different psyche about this, given that really the spread of the pandemic really began in earnest in New York. There was obviously massive devastation in the first months of it. And so I feel like coming out of it is probably going to take a little bit longer for you psychologically. Yes, although it is strange, like how much doing normal things just feels normal. I thought I'd be a little anxious to be at a restaurant and do and travel like thought that would be really weird, but it did feel normal. But I will say, I'm, I'm happy to see there's so many people at the Panthers game and at all of these Stanley Cup playoff games. It's been awesome to hear crowd noise again. Same with Premier League games, having there a, a real coming? crowd. I feel, like there, I feel like there's a butt coming here. But however, <laughs> I wish there was better messaging about vaccinations at these events. I don't know, maybe in person there has been better messaging, but I wish I heard on the broadcast, you know, because statistically, only about 40% of the people at the Panthers game 
are probably vaccinated. I mean, maybe give or take a few percentages. I, I know that's not exactly how statistics work, but like it would just make me feel better if we were saying, look at all these people at this game. If we can get herd immunity, say 70 percent of people in the United States vaccinated, then we'll have a full arena and keep pushing that messaging. That's all I want. They did have in, in during one of the intermissions, like a, a little video of, hey, like the Panthers, like we're getting vaccinated. It was like the team representative. So that was good. But I'm with you, like on the TV, they yeah. should probably do that. Yeah, and I believe at uh, Atlanta United, where they had 40,000 in for an MLS game, they actually had a vaccination site in the stadium. And there are people who took advantage of that. So I, I, I completely agree with you. Ultimately, this does come down to everyone getting vaccinated. I personally, I, I don't want to speak for any of you guys, I personally encourage anyone who's listening to go get vaccinated because uh, it allows all of us to return to a normal. I guess the thing about the CDC guidance was that it basically did leave it in the hands of people to make their own decisions, right? If you are vaccinated, they say that you're going to be good and you're not going to get other people sick. So that that's just kind of my feeling about being okay. Um, but you're right. I, I do think that generally that messaging should be encouraged. But let, let's also, there's the elephant in the room here is that people that are anti getting vaccinated are just now like, oh yeah, like if people, like I I know a friend that is not getting vaccinated and if he will now just say, if he walks into a place, yeah, I'm vaccinated, I'm good. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he, like they're walking around without the masks mm-hmm. too. It's not just vaccinated people walking around without the masks. Yeah, fuck those people. <laughs> Which is why I think we should just be jamming that messaging down their throats. Like get vaccinated, do it. Jam yeah. it down their throats. Annoy the shit out of people with the messaging. We should be saying like, hey, just so you know, if you're walking around without a mask right now and you haven't been vaccinated, you're a jerk. If you're vaccinated, good for you. But yeah. if you're not, you're kind of a jerk. Well, I guess the difference between now and the beginning was that now that there are people who are vaccinated, you're making a choice, essentially. The, the vaccine is widely available in the United States, which, by the way, it is you know kind of offensive that there are other countries who are desperate to get vaccine, and we have it in abundance, and people don't want it. But uh, even beyond that, like that jerk is only putting himself at risk, right? That's the good news in my view, right, is that I'm vaccinated. I'm no longer being put at risk Right. But who aren't wearing masks, who aren't distancing, who are exhibiting behavior that could put other people in danger. So, like, at the very least, I feel a degree of separation from that. I do wonder, though, if like calling those people jerks just alienates them further into believing that they don't need to get vaccinated. So I if anyone is listening who has not been vaccinated and is on the fence, just do it. It's fine. I regretted doing that. I did regret doing that right when I did it. I mean, Roy said, fuck you a few minutes earlier. So I I felt like a little... But no regret I, on that one. I am wondering, though, what do you guys think? Like, we know roughly the ballpark of like downloads we get on this. How many people do you think we're cha- like are people are just set in their ways, right? Like we're not changing anyone's mind. No, I I, I think the whole point to the vaccination campaign is that uh, it's not even necessarily about doctors and public health specialists anymore. It's about people in your community and your lives talking about it. So I do think if you can have, you know, if you believe in the vaccine, you have conversation with your friends and you, that friend that you mentioned, like try and have a, you know, science-based and evidence-based conversation. I feel fine. Millions of people have gotten in and feel fine. And, you know, long-term it, effects, long-term effects, Chris, <laughs> you know, I've, I've had many vaccines in my life and I feel fine. Uh, so like, I think ultimately the more kind of people like us who are having conversations about this can only be a good thing. If one person who's listening to this podcast right now, send us your vaccine card after having listening to after having listened to the pod yes. and I'll feel better for having this conversation. Mm-hmm. And in the end, don't be an asshole. Chris, whenever they say that, just say, 
the long-term effects of COVID probably worse. Right. <laughs> like, what are All the right. long-term effects of cell phones? Like, who oh, knows? Oh, God. Right? <laughs> no, oh, I mean, they're like, God. let's get into our content for Mystery Crate for this week. We begin first. Dan Lebetard interviews an expert who got every single pick in the NFL draft correct in his mock draft, up to and including the trades that happen. Here's Dan. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Mike, this story is nuts. I thought I was being fooled by the internet because I didn't believe it was possible. And I had to come in here and ask you, Mike, is this for real? Like what? I don't, this has to be some sort of spoof. Some dude in Wisconsin got a perfect mock draft where he got every trade, every team, every player selected as if he knew what was going to happen. Like beyond Schefter and Woj, this seems like a mathematical impossibility. It doesn't even seem informationally like anyone could possibly do this, but it's verified. And this Justin Bamberger is now making the media rounds because his his fame has sort of skyrocketed. Did you question, Mike, when this story came out? Did you question, this can't be right? Oh, it's one thing to get every pick right. It's another thing entirely to get every pick and team right. And he was predicting trades, so it was unreal. Yeah, I was skeptical too. Okay, so he's making the media rounds, and we've gotten a media veil for him, and he joins us now. He's from Racine, Wisconsin. Keith, thank you for making the time for us. And I just can't believe how this happened. I'm stunned that this is a real thing, but I'm thrilled to talk to you because I don't know how seriously you take this stuff. And I don't know what's happened to your life since this happened because you've become internet famous very quickly. That dead Levitar, man. Fucking love you. This is that fucking I can say it's Dan Levitar. Shelly, look. Oh my God, it's so crazy. Look at it, Dan Levitard, man. Oh, ballers. 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 Is the fuck, I don't know how it goes, man. Is the rock with you? The like, rock? Why would the rock? What's that? Why would the rock be with me? What'd you say? Why would the, can you turn the radio down? Play, or is that, what do you, what is Shall that? You turn, yeah, the, yeah. turn the fucking radio down. Did you say the rock was there? I think he said the rock was there. Hold on. Is the rock there? Ballers. No, the rock is not here. I was I made one appearance on Ballers. It was one line. I don't know why the rock. One more than me, brother. One more than me. You're fucking awesome. My my lady Shelly fucking loves you. Okay. Cubano. Cubano. Yes, that's true. Can you get like Cuban cigars? Like, is that? Come on, Keith. Yes, of course I can get Cuban cigars, but I've got problems with the politics and the lack of an embargo. What are you doing? Ballers! Woo! All right. Uh, Keith, thank you for joining us. What is happening right now in terms of life change for you? Because how did you do this? How did you get this mock draft? How did you get everything right? A Bears traded up, brother. Bears traded up and Leatherwood. Those were the two biggies, man. And... Uh... Uh, we were, you know, I, 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 we were watching it. My friends were like, you're crazy. I'm like, Mayock likes to go lineman. He likes to break the predictions. They get off on it. I'm telling you, Leatherwood's good. He's a reach. 
And then I just like the Falcons had to take Pitts. They had to, man. There's no way. How do you look at Pitts and not take him? And if they they take Pitts, you know that Fields is falling. Trey Lance was obvious. Everyone knew that was bullshit from the 49ers. Uh, Shelly even called that one. Like day one when they traded up, Shelly's like, they're not fucking going for that. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Bowler! Look! Woo! It's him on the Zoom. Okay. I'm I am uh, very happy that you're so happy to be on with us. Can you tell me a little bit more about what this time has been like for you? Because you're getting now calls from all over the country, I would imagine. Oh shit, man. It just popped off. It was uh the second and then the, the last one was the Packers getting Stokes. Which, you know, everyone's like, fuck you, you know, fuck you, Justin. They're going to they're gonna pick an offensive player. They wouldn't do that. I was like, you watch. You watch. They got Jared Alexander. They need another cornerback. They don't give a shit about Rodgers. And as soon as Stokes went up, there was like, Shelly started crying. Shelly called her stepmom. Her stepmom's on the phone crying. My dad, who I haven't talked to in three years, calls me. My mom's boyfriend calls. Uh, people start showing up from the neighborhood, just coming in. Like as soon as that Stokes pick went up, everyone started knowing this could happen because the rest were fairly, you know, you knew the Bucks are going to go linebacker. They need the only thing they could build out was their their defense because they already had all the weapons on offense. And just the word started trickling around town. Phones started ringing. Instagram started blowing up. IG started, started blowing getting like fruit baskets at the house. Oh, oh my God. We were getting fruit baskets, which, you know, last time that happened was, you know, was when my ex-wife died. It's the last time I had any fruit basket sent to me. Um, and that was it, man. And then, the you know, everyone, everyone was, the proof was there. The, the draft was posted on my IG page. So no one could doubt it. And then the next thing I did is one of the greatest days of my life. I went to work. And I told him to tell in the, the old song, take this job and shove it. I was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Middle fingers everywhere. I'm fucking out of here. Knocked over a filing cabinet, like kicked out a glass window uh, over at uh, Horizons Hospice, where I've worked for nine years, told everyone to fuck off. All the, the <laughs> nurses, the patients, goodbye. <laughs> and uh, fucking Shelly and I, Drinking nonstop, oh. doing a little toot to keep the party rolling. We and rented it. We rented a convertible. Oh, <laughs> look at Shelly's idea. You rented a convertible. We're like driving with our hands up. It's been fucking, oh my God, man. Nonstop. Nonstop. Toot. Okay. So, toot. I didn't know we were still calling it toot, but you're going to have to help me with something here. I, I don't think it's a good idea to quit your job because. Well, I'm not here to moralize, obviously, but what are you doing? Like, what do you mean you're partying in a way that's telling everybody to bleep off? I fucking hit it, man. I hit the trifecta. Like, fuck everyone at Horizons Hospice, man. Fucking all those people screaming at me all day long, all those nurses, die, like just middle fingers up and down the line. And they got pissed. They're like, hey, you know, I'm in with Mr. Willard. He's in his last moments with his family. And I'm like, fuck you, Stokes. To the Packers, Leatherwood, to the Raiders, Bears traded up. Bears traded up. Bears traded up. Oh, oh. Is that a dog? Was there a dog there? Or was it what yeah, you said? Yeah, that's what pups, man. It's BJ. Are you gonna be able to are you gonna shut the fuck up, BJ? Shut up! 
fucking mutt. He's been shit. We've been partying so hard. He's been shitting all around the house. Um, baller, look, it's him. Look, look. Oh, get Travis. Travis, look, ballers, dude. Dude, what's up? Oh my god. Who is Travis? Travis, my kid brother. He just got out of county. He was in county for 90 days. He walked right into the party. <laughs> Are you going to be able to monetize this? Because quitting your job without being able to, I don't, I don't know how you monetize this. What do you mean? Well, it's, it's a remarkable thing. Obviously we're talking to you because nobody gets a complete mock draft, 100% correct. But I don't know how you make money off of something like this. Well, no, like I picked the perfect first round. Though. I got all the picks. And it's dated on Instagram. Like, people are starting to call me, like, you, like, ballers guy. Like, I'm set, motherfucker. I'm set. We're set. Right? I Well, I just don't know. I, do you have a good agent? Do you have a publicist? Do you have someone who can help you with sort of navigating this? I, I don't know how you monetize this. My, gra- my grandfather's a notary, Republic. When we bought our jet ski, he was the guy who came by. He stamped it so it's all official. So... My grandfather, he's... No, I know what it's... You, uh, what no, are you like? No, we, we picked the draft, right? I know, no, when do the know. checks... When does the money... Like, no, I know it's legitimate. I know when it's... When does the ver- money show up? I know it's verified. I know that this is a factual thing that happened, even though it seems like a mathematical impossibility. I know it's been notarized, authentic, and official. I just don't understand how one would make money off of something like this. I mean, I just... Uh, so we just... Shelly and I were talking... Yeah, they send the checks. Right, Bollard? Don't they, what do you mean? Like, when's the money? Why we, I just assumed it was coming. Like we nailed it. You did nail it. I Yes, you did. Like nail DraftKings draft or one of those things or. No, but how. Government. I mean. We, yeah, after tax day, we get something. After what? After tax day, like after, like we'll just get something from the government or something. I don't think the government would remo- reward a fake mock draft. I don't. I don't. Do you not have Leatherwood any- though? Leather. Yeah. No one saw Leatherwood go no into the Raiders. No one. Like Bears trading up wasn't that crazy, but Leatherwood. I didn't. Do you have representation? Do you have someone guiding you through this? Because you should have someone helping you here. My, I mean, I haven't talked to my sister in a few years, but she's a prison guard. Like, is that someone who can? Because she's she's pretty official. Oh, you, I'm, now I'm starting to feel bad. Why are you making me feel bad? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I did not mean to ruin your party. I'm just asking the questions. I'm, I was assuming you were getting these questions from other journalists. This isn't your, you've been doing some interviews. You're making the tour now. I did the local, pa- you know, we did a couple of the local papers. We did the local, uh, we did the morning, the morning jam. Uh, we did the beast 103.9, the beast. They fucking, I've been listening to those guys for years. Teddy and Carew, and uh, yeah, I mean, we've done a bunch of stuff. You're the first, you're the ballers guy. I mean, we've been, you're the first, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about this money thing. I mean, I, we go on like Fallon or something, like how? I'm sure you can get a lot of interviews, but can you get your job back? Like, I, I think you may have made an error there, and I don't know that they would take you back or they even understood what you were doing. Like I bought shit too. Shelly and I have been buying stuff. I mean, I never thought about it, but you know what, baby? He's fucking right. 
um, there's not, I just thought like ESPN would give us a job or like the guru of Racine or something. I, I never, I just, it was like hitting the lottery numbers. It's a big deal. They it's don't, a big, don't they know it's a big deal? It is a big deal. I'm not disputing that. It's a big deal. Like I was eager to talk to you because I can't believe you did this. I don't even understand how you did it. Oh, fuck, man. I bought a pickup. I bought a four by four. Ah, oh, shit. I bought a, I bought a used Papa shop machine from this restaurant closed. I overpaid on that, man. What did we pay for that baby? It's like 30 grand we paid for that. Oh, man. 30 grand. Uh, Are you getting bad financial advice? Are you getting any guidance on this? I mean, my grandfather's a notary. He helped us get the Papa shot. He helped us negotiate that. Um, I don't, the notary and the prison guard stuff, none of this stuff is going to help you. I don't understand what that has to do. You don't fuck with a prison guard. Like, I mean, they're bonded. They've got a badge. She carries a firearm. She's got authority. She's respect. I mean, that's, I mean, in a way, like, fuck you. What have you done? Like, you've been on ball. All right, you've been on ballers. I'm on back off. I'm getting hot. My mind's going a thousand different places. Uh, I'm sorry. I did not mean to upset you. And I didn't mean to turn this into something that is less than a normal interview. I just, it's not something that I had considered. I thought part of the reason you were coming on with us is toward to explain how how impossible this is. Not that you had turned your life around or made rash life decisions. We've done a lot of cocaine too. I mean, we spent, we spent 10 grand on the Coke. This is all borrowed money. Ah, can you, I mean, you're going to, we get paid for this, right? Like, you yeah, get, when does that come? we get like hundred grand no, for this interview. No, we don't pay for it. No, hundred grand. No, we don't pay for it. We don't pay for interviews around here. You were offered to us as part of a media tour. A, me, a what? Um, a media tour. It's part of your Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I get it. I fucking get it. He and his crew picked a mangy ass mock draft. So now they got to fucking take us down a peg. <laughs> fuck you, yeah, man. Yeah, fuck you, man. Oh, come on. Come on. We fucking nailed it. Yeah. And Mr. Ballers. Mr. Jealous Ballers. Didn't fucking hit it. He and his hotshot crew did the usual shit. Mac Jones going to the 49ers. You did that shit, didn't you? I can't now, believe you fuckers got Leatherwood. How the fuck did you get Leatherwood? I am so mad. Tell us how, <laughs> tell you, us how you got him. Tell us how you got Leatherwood. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That guy was absolutely insane. I have never, in a piece of Dan Levitard's show, Levitard and Friends content, ever heard so many F-bombs fired off in quick succession. <laughs> that guy was a lunatic. How was that edit? Bad oh, no, wait, we're on Mystery Crate. I, I just right. heard it. I heard all the F words. Okay, do you want to do you want to give the listeners a behind the scenes on what editing the show was like in the oh uh, in the era of podcasts where some cursing is allowed but F bombs aren't? Because why are why are we bleeping anything? I thought we're like a pirate ship now. We're worried about these like f- seven listeners we have that listen with their four year old. Yeah, were you put on the same? Were you put on the same? Pirate kids. What kind, of parent, what kind of parenting advice is that? Teach your children curse words? Have you ever met a 42-year-old and you're like, man, this kid cursed too much as a kid? No, you haven't because <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. They're going to learn the words anyways eventually. Like, come on. I just like the idea of like little kids riding around in a van and they're hearing Greg Cody talk about skid marks, but they're not allowed to hear the <laughs> F word. <laughs> Either way, we have to edit out the F-bombs out of the Dan Levitard show. And I guess in some ways, this is no longer about editing out the F-bombs for the kids that listen or for the parents that listen with their kids. It really is for the parlor game of people in the audience who point towards Chris and I and go, you missed an F-bomb in hour two, (laughs) minute 18, second 36, and I get a frantic text going, take the F-bomb out! And uh, and that's really the not What do we say to those people, Roy? Uh, they can kiss our asses. Yeah, I was gonna say go fuck yourself, but I guess oh, that's yeah. a little strong. Well, you here's just Chris and Billy with the head of the American <laughs> Cornhole League. Very exciting episode of the Mystery Crate today. We're joined by the Commissioner of the American Cornhole League, Stacy Moore. Mr. Commissioner, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I don't want to offend you in any way, so I want to try to get these things right on the front end of this, right? So I have seen the ACL. I saw it on ESPN recently. I think it's fair to say that it is a sport, correct? Yeah, I certainly believe it's a sport. Uh, Anyone who comes out and tries to play against our pros and they think they're really good and they come out and they play against these guys and they get beat 21 zip, then they uh, recognize, okay, there's a lot more skill and talent to this tailgating game that these guys are, are playing at the professional level. So our professional cornhole players have played for hours and hours and hours, played in a ton of tournaments. Typically, you know, anyone who's starting out trying to be a competitive player, it probably takes them three years of dedication, dedicated play to get really good at it. So, but our tagline is anyone can play, anyone can win. So I think there's definitely a level where you can get really good fairly quickly uh, with our sport, but then to crack and win an event on ESPN, that's that's even a different level. Now, are we leaning into the fact, because when I think, and apologies if this is an offensive thing to say about cornhole, when I think of cornhole, I think of drinking, okay? So I'm wondering, yeah. is this something that we're leaning into, or are we trying to distance ourselves and say we're more than just a drinking sport? Um. Yeah, we're really neutral on it. So I wouldn't say we're leaning into it and we're not shying away from it, right? So um, you never know what's in the cup of these players that are on the broadcast, we like to say. You know, certainly there's there's an element to drinking. But again, I, you know, I drink when I play golf. So, uh, you know, and, I, and whether I'm playing socially or competitively, 
you know, and I think a lot of these other sports that you see in golf specifically, you know, there's a lot of people known for having, you know, a pint of liquor in their golf bag as a professional golfer out there on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not something that we're obviously outwardly saying, you know, this is an awesome thing about our sport, but we're also, like I said, not shying away from it. And we always want to keep our, our sport fun and, and embrace kind of the, the enjoyment that people have when they play. So, Mr. Commissioner, one of the things that's concerning me here is that while we said on the front end, you know, these are athletes, not just anyone can do it. I myself used to be a college athlete, so I thought, you know what, maybe I have a bit of a head start on this. I've been to tailgates. I've played cornhole before. I feel like if I get the right instruction, maybe I could turn pro one day. So I set up a game of cornhole here. I have the bags here, and I was hoping you could give me instruction, but now you're saying three years, and by my math, that would mean by May of 2024, I would be a professional cornholer. Um, is that the proper term, professional yeah, cornholer? Yeah, I would say, and that's on average. I mean, certainly if you're a natural athlete, you have a leg up on, on people that would, and you have really good eye-hand coordination. So obviously sports that translate well are bowling, softball, baseball or, or sports that naturally translate well to cornhole. So certain people can be on different paths. So you never know, Bill, you, you, you might have a chance to do it in six months. Let's see. You mean an example of a diva in the cornhole game, like the best, like I'm sure you guys have like a LeBron James or a Michael Jordan of cornhole. Like I'm sure there's a guy you're thinking of right now. Like what kind of treatment does he get compared to your, you know, middle of the road cornhole player? Yeah, I mean, Matt Guys is is known as as the goat of cornhole. Uh, we have Cody Henderson, who who is a uh, one of our top players, been a top player for the last uh, three years, been on a lot of our PR, a lot of our broadcast, and they definitely get treated differently. Uh, I think people are scared of them when they have to play against them. Uh, no matter what, they certainly have developed their own fan bases. Um, right, they're signing autographs, taking pictures. You know, so we still try to humble them every now and then, but uh, but those guys are, are are getting pretty big time. Now, this league is the American Cornhole League, and you know America. But what's the what's the long term play here? Are we going international? Could this ever be like an Olympic sport? Like, what's the end game here, Spence? Yeah, so that's I mean, certainly our uh, you know our goal is to make an Olympic sport, and so we started USA Cornhole as the nonprofit to create the USA national team to do just that. Uh, we also started the World Cornhole Organization to be the international federation to make an Olympic sport. And so our goal over the next five years is to be in 50 countries having competitive play. So the way we look at it, the ACL would be equivalent to the NBA and USA Cornhole would be equivalent to USA Basketball. And the World Cornhole Organization is equivalent to FIBA. How's your cornhole game? My cornhole game absolutely sucks. Really? <laughs> Suck at cornhole. So, yeah. You still have a great time playing it, I bet. Yeah, I'll have a great time playing it. And uh, it's fun. So, yeah, at some of these events, especially the pro players, they love it. Anytime I pick up a bag and try to throw one, and, and they'll create competitions. So, for example, last weekend in Las Vegas, someone got me into a money match where they spotted me 20 points playing to 21. And, of course, I got beat 21-20. Couldn't even get a single point, but I did my best and I had fun doing it. Now, I know you, like you said, your skills are maybe not up there, but you you know the game. So what's the proper technique for throwing? Am I doing the Frisbee spin where it's kind of torpedoing yes. through the air? Or are we doing 
almost like a knuckleball spin where I'm just releasing it and it's not rotating at all in the air. What's the proper way Yeah, you way definitely to want to perfect your version of the Frisbee spin. Uh, hmm. Typically, the flatter the bag, the better because you have more control over it. And then when it hits the board, the slide of the bag becomes a lot more predictable. So if you're throwing a really flat bag and you're hitting it in the same spot every time where it would slide into the hole, then it should slide into the hole every time. All right, Mr. Commissioner, I'm going to try and then hopefully you can give me some tips on what I'm doing. So Uh is it similar to kind of like you have the follow through in the bowling? Well, hold on a second. My dog just stole the bag. (laughs) See if he'll bring it back to you. Dopey, come here. No, he's not. He's not listening. He's eating the bag. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just move past that. So you said that I should do kind of like the Frisbee toss. Well, no. Yeah, but it's not. So when I say a Frisbee toss, it's not like you're doing a Frisbee motion. So you still mm-hmm. want to bring your arm down to your side like that. Yes. Uh-huh. And then when you release it, you're kind of throwing it up almost like a pizza. Right. And that's what will give it that flat spin. So when you bring it back, you want to turn your wrist a little bit back. Like if you have a back fence, you want to turn your mm-hmm. Inside, other way, other way. Yeah, that oh. way. And then uh-huh. I'm just gonna say he's terrible at this, right? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> then when you come forward, yeah, that's boom. It. Oh wow, right in. He shut Did you just me. make it? Shut me up. Yeah. How do we feel about his board, Stacy? I mean, it needs to be a wood board. This seems to be some material. This is yeah. not I can't tell a little bounce to it. I can't tell if that's a three by two or an actual four by two board number one. Oh, so, this is an official this is an official official board. <laughs> I was looking it up, up for me. Let me let me see what it looks like. Well, if I is do it, that, is it wood? Know is it even not. wood? No. Well, okay. Let me uh, pretend it's really heavy. Oh, see uh, how wooden it oh, is. Rod. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, not it's not wood. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. See, I was worried that this would offend you, and that when I brought it out, you would know that it was kind of like a fraud. If I spend three years training on this, I probably won't go pro. No, because, well, yeah, if you learn how to perfect your game on that particular board, it definitely will not translate to, uh, to mm-hmm. one of our events. So I would definitely suggest you get some official uh, ACL Pro gear uh, to start training on. Well, I was looking that up. I was looking to see how much the bags cost, and I saw that you could get, like, a good set for, like, 80 to $120. Yeah, that's about the range of, of a, of a high-quality set of bags. What's an example of confrontation between two cornhole teams? Like, give me the most ridiculous. Like, what are we fighting over? What's like the most common controversies in the game? There'll be some trash talking that goes on here and there. There's some etiquette to the sport that some people may like. If they're making a noise in someone's backswing, or you know, they might clap right when they're about to release the bag or something like that. rules like you're technically i like this i'm it's, allowed to distract you like there's nothing in the rules the unwritten rules yeah there's a little bit of an un- unwritten etiquette that people kind of have a line on the footfall foul is is a common one that that can be argued about a little bit but the game is pretty much pretty much straightforward and so people just get really emotional whenever they hit shots or miss shots right yeah is there a pete weber of cornhole that we don't know of that we should know of yeah, so, yeah, Matt Guy would be considered uh, equivalent to a Pete Weber of, of Cornhole, Cody Henderson uh, as, as well. Uh, so those two guys are, are at the top of the sport. We actually have uh, Damon Dennis this year. He's one of our seniors. He actually had a muscle and fitness 
piece written on him, of all things. People probably would have never thought a cornhole player would make an appearance in Muscle and Fitness, but Damon Dennis did. Nickname is Double D. So, you know, that's a, that's a pretty cool guy to, for, for people out there to root for. How long of a career can a cornhole athlete have? Well, that's just the thing. Damon is doing it, and I, I don't know for sure what his age is, but he is uh, he's definitely around 60. Let's just say that. Is there any drug testing involved in cornholing? We are we are not drug testing currently, no. Ooh, <laughs> Mr. Commissioner. What's the, most, what's the most common injury in cornhole? Is it just passing out from being hammered? That, that's definitely a common injury. Drinking too much and tripping over the board uh, is, is, is one. Uh, but these guys are grinding all day, throwing a lot of bags. And so that elbow, almost like a tennis elbow, you know, would be. It's, it's similar. People's arms just get really sore. Their shoulders get sore from throwing as many bags as they do at our event. What's the evolution of this sport going to look like in 20 years? Like, you know, because now I look at ESPN and I, I'm not throwing stones. I'm a doughy guy. Right. I see a lot of doughy guys playing this sport. Is this going to be like yeah. golf 20 years from now where everyone's going to look like Brooks Kepka? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it evolves, right? So, and, and, people are going to get bigger. And like, right. And so, yeah. And, and, and golf is, uh, right, one of those sports. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge John Daly fan. And that's one of the things I love about golf is, but you don't have to be the model athlete. Um, but we have a wide range. Like you said, we have doughy people and we have, you know, ex-college football players that are super ripped that are playing our sport at the top level. And I think that's one of the great things about it. And, um, you know, we'll have to see. But I think that anyone who can get that muscle memory down and that repetition, very similar to bowling, you can excel at, at, at our sport. Is it fair to say that this is the biggest sport in the world? Because I think of every sporting event that I go to, basketball, football, baseball, if there's tailgating, people are playing cornhole. So I would think just by that logic that it is as big as every sport combined. I would love to be able to agree with you. However, I don't think people tailgate internationally in the same way that we do here in the U.S., um, and unfortunately, I think we have to take a back seat to soccer right now still as being the largest international sport, but no. I would love to clip soccer and we want to take not only cornhole, but we would love to take us style tailgating to all the soccer matches all over the U S all the cricket matches, you name the, you name the sport. We want to take USA style tailgating and cornhole, uh, to those sports across the world. Mr. Commissioner, with all due respect, that's a bit of a defeatist attitude, just saying we're going to take second place to soccer. You need to say, you know what, soccer, we're coming for you. And yeah. in, Watch you know what, let's say, let's say three years, because that's how long it takes the average person to be a professional cornholer. Soccer, yeah. you've been put on notice yes, by Mr. Commissioner. Three yeah. years from now, backseat to cornhole. That's right. I, I did say that in a, in a softer way, but that is my goal, to be bigger than soccer. We're coming for you, soccer. We're, we're coming for you, soccer. You better recognize. <laughs> Where can we check out the ACL? So our website, iplayacl.com, and our social media handles, at American Cornhole League and at iplayacl, all over social media. We have our ACL digital network. We did 5.3 million viewers just off of one broadcast last week. So we're super pumped to continue to aggressively grow our audience and bring this sport to everyone all around the world.
And we've got our CBS shows coming up. So our new ACL Pro Shootout yes, will be. And CBS. This is bigger than soccer. We're already here. <laughs> so, yeah. So for the first time ever, we're going to have Cornhole on actual network television. So we have our World Championship Series that's going on on ESPN. And we're starting our ACL Pro Shootout with our first broadcast on, on CBS. And that runs through September. So people will be able to watch us on CBS and ESPN all spring and summer long. Uh, Mr. Commissioner, what do you say we, we shotgun a beer on the way out, me and you? Uh, I wish I had one right here. I would definitely do it. <laughs> I'm about to take a rain check on it. All right. So come out to one of our events, and I'll shotgun a beer with you on camera. How about that? <laughs> I have to mention my only cornholing anecdote, which is that in high school, I lost the finals of a cornhole tournament to uh, current NBA player Frank Kaminsky and lost free homecoming tickets because I think it was cheating that he was seven feet tall and was able to just kind of dunk the bags into the hole. But either way, I lost and I'm still very upset about that. Solid name drop for sure. <laughs> basically a free throw. Yeah, I, I got to tell exactly you, I feel why. like... Uh, among the rules of cornhole should be no overhand tossing. You're basically saying Frank Kaminsky like started high and went down because I mean he he his wingspan was as long as the entire plot of grass yeah, for between me, our for boards. For me, you're not playing cornhole unless you do the underhand toss. Yeah. Like if I, you're I tall think enough I, that you can do it like a beer pong shot, that's just insane. No, it's Frank cheating. Kaminsky, it's cheating. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's bad for Frank by Frank tank. Kaminsky. Frank the tank. Tall people have all the luck. Except late in life when their knees hurt. I was in Charleston and I walked by this. I mean, I don't know why I just dropped that I was in Charleston. It could have been anywhere. I was recently walking by this guy and it was just, he was like, he must have been seven foot tall. And I was just like, wow. First of all, everyone's staring at this guy. And then I was just thinking his, his late life is not going to be enjoyable. Like that wow. was just all I was thinking. But anyone can have bad knees late in life. That's true. Excellent Which is point. more likely, right? More likely? I don't know. Like I would say almost definite at, at seven feet. At seven feet, you're definitely having knee problems. Whereas right. at least, like, maybe you take care of your joints in your 30s and 40s, and you can get late in life without your knees bothering you. But, yeah, seven-foot seven tall guys always going to have knee problems. Did you, did you have a nice time in Charleston, Chris? <laughs> I did, actually. I, I mean, I, I ate No, actually, no, Je Jessica and I can let you in on something now. Yeah. It can be revealed. When we were in, in when everyone was in town for the Meadowlark meetings... Kate Fagan came up to Jessica and I and goes, hey, so Chris Cody has said that he's coming to Charleston, and I need to know, should I give him the bougie <laughs> Charleston recommendations or like kind of like maybe just you know like with like the common touristy recommendations i thought so, you were gonna i thought you were gonna say she had to be pointed out which one is chris cody chris cody told me he's going to charleston and i just need to know where's so so so, so did, did, did kate do well in terms of her recommendations yeah i mean first of all kate I, i'm gonna give her a little credit now not only did she do well with recommendations she got me in to a restaurant that i couldn't get a reservation for wow. so like kate just wow. and at that place I think I had like the best bite of the entire trip at that place. So, and she and she recommended a good couple of like happy hour type bars that we went to. She was on point with her recommendations. What was the bite? Uh, it was a at Fig. It was a an appetizer. It was like a sushi rice bowl. What's like the rice bowl called in in the Asian world? It's like Shirashi. a poke or poker poke. Poke. Okay. Poke. Poke bowl. A poke. Whatever. It was something. It was that, but it was like just rice, and it was a beeline snapper, and and it had like what tasted like popcorn on it. I'm telling you, it was just an amazing bite. 
It sounds ridiculous, but it was just mm. phenomenal. All right, so fair play to Kate Fagan. Officially announced this week as a member of Metal Arc Media. That'll do it yeah. for us this week on Mystery Crate. We'll be back with more next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.